And Brother John invites you to come up here and share with us. The Lord has put on your heart. I've enjoyed uh, looking over his message with him. And uh, I believe God's going to use him greatly this morning. Go ahead, my brother, and preach what God's put on your heart. Thank you, well, Pastor. Just want to thank the Lord. Thank Pastor for this opportunity to speak to you guys. And uh, I believe that God's going to do great works in this church in the future. And I think, and I want to thank each and every one of you for inspiring me for, through your service, just through your prayers to get me to this point. I'm very appreciative of that. All right. What the Lord's laid on my heart is the building blocks for your walk with God. People call it fundamentals, building blocks, beginning steps. But I compare it to no matter what you do in life, whether you have a job, whether it's carpentry, customer service, you have to have basic skills. Mine is sports. I'm going to use that as an analogy, something I enjoy. Now, I'll share a story with you. Back when I was playing basketball, for the first week of practice, we did nothing but dribble the ball. And we're like, what are we doing? You know, let's shoot the basket, let's pass. And I still remember what the coach said. He goes, fundamentals, the building blocks to fun. And I still use that today with no matter what I do, whether it's my job, working out, or lately, and my past going forward is my walk with the Lord. If I can have you turn to Hebrews 11.3. Now my three components for the building blocks with God is faith, prayer, and witnessing. The first one I'm going to hit on is faith, because to me, that's the most important one from my perspective. Hebrews 11.3, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I ask that we pray, bow our heads and seek the Lord and Pray for him to work in our church tonight, today, and in the future. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I'm just so thankful and grateful for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you for a pastor that teaches biblically. I thank you for everyone in this congregation, members and non-members that have been an inspiration to me. Help me with my growth and my walk with you, Lord. Lord, form a hedge of protection around this congregation. Keep the distractions of the devil away, Lord, and just pray for each and every one of us. Search our hearts and let your word be that piercing sword. Be infallible like it always is, Lord. So thankful and grateful for your word, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, everyone knows I'm not gonna hit on it too much, 2020, COVID. Um, to me, I, what I've noticed is the people 
with the weaker fundamentals seem to be overtaken by a lot of things. This, now more than ever, is the time to have faith in God. Faith, to me, is a necessary link between words and works. You cannot have works without the words. You have to believe in the words first. Just like I'll read to you, so I'm going to be jumping around to different verses, but Luke 6, 49. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation, against which a stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. If we think of the people that fall into this category, myself included sometimes, it makes life hard. I'm so thankful for his spirit. I'm so thankful for his grace. Faith hurts, it stretches you. How we gain faith is through trials, tribulations. If life came easy, we wouldn't grow. It's a never-ending process. And one quote that I've heard from many evangelists is, he has to do work in us before he can do work through us. Faith is the beginning block to that. Another scripture is Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them. Seek him, excuse me. That's, to me, the verse is why faith is number one. If you don't have faith, you can't pray. Because Lord says, if anyone that with unbelief, he will not hear. I'm thankful for a church with people that are believers, not just someone that wants to come in and sit in a pew and just do their one hour and then go home. I'm so thankful for people that read their Bible, people that pray. What a blessing they are to each and every one of us. Matthew 13, 58. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I fall in this category. I use myself as an example. I've doubted the growth of this church. I doubted people's personal walk. I doubt myself. When that happens, there's a problem with me. It's my faith. It's my walk. My walk struggling at that time. In order for him to do mighty works, we have to seek his face, face, face through faith and prayer. And I jump to Matthew 10. It's the story of the centurion, how Jesus was marveled at his faith. 
wow, what a feeling that is to have, to have the Lord marvel at anything I do or any one of us. Talk, I mean, we're all sinners. We're all unworthy of his, of his mercy, his grace. And I'm so thankful for that. Next one is prayer. I'm reading from John 14:12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and the greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, we learn to dribble the ball with faith. Prayer is the passing. You can't dribble the ball all day. You have to pass the ball. You have to play together. Prayer, to me, I've learned through the prayer advance, which I am so thankful for. Opportunity. I've had so many opportunities in these first three years of growth through prayer advances, going to different churches. And I, I encourage anyone that gets an opportunity to go to a prayer advance, um, another church, just it's an experience that will help you grow in your walk and bring it back to the church because there's always something that some church isn't doing that we can bring back. And it's just, it's just amazing. Just, we went to Albany for a, a visit on a, just a men's meeting on a Sunday and just, to see how the cohesion of the men, just the conversation, the, the talking of the Lord and how that worked in their lives. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I like to hear how people's week is. I like to hear, you know, what they did yesterday. But the, one of the things that kind of was discouraging to me in the beginning was when we had the meals. Again, I love the food. Um, but one of the things that, again, you know, there's time for finding out what people do, but also there was, there was limited conversation, I'm guilty of it, of things could have been about the message, could have been how God worked in your life, who God sent to you through, to witness to. Just something to where God wants us to do the impossible, not the great. That's right. We need prayer depth. I've learned as we go along, and I will keep learning, that there's more and better ways to get deeper in your relationship with God. Amen. People need prayer. They need intercession. Not everyone is forthgoing as I am with what's going on. Um, sometimes you have to read them a little bit. Sometimes you have to s listen to what they're saying. One of the things I pray on a lot is to be a better listener. There's times when someone's talking to me, and I'll admit it. I'm thinking of either something to give back to them, of what they're saying to respond, I'm not listening to hear. I'm listening to respond. And I always pray on that and always work on that because 
to me, I feel listening has a poor, it's an acquired skill, and it's a skill that is getting worse and worse with each generation. Another thing I like to add to is we get discouraged. We, we live in the present, and you know, if, if all the time things are going to go well. That's where faith and prayer come into play. And when they don't go well, don't be afraid to look back and see where God has taken you from. God's, God will provide. He will take care of you. Another thing I pray for is more wisdom. I'll use the verse from James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask a God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. I mean, right there. I mean, what a promise from the Lord. Just no matter what it pertains to, just the wisdom. It's just so thankful for that, what he provides. And when I say he wants us to do the impossible, I turn to Ezra. He took an ordinary man and had him do extraordinary things. In Ezra 7.10, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it in teaching Israel statutes and judgments. He prayed deep. He had gifts from the Spirit, just like each and every one of us. Each and every one of us have different skill sets. Last week, Brother Lloyd, I'm what... I have trouble reading the English version. And here a man is getting called to Tibet. For someone that doesn't even have a Bible, I, that, that rings, I couldn't imagine in my walk or trying to have a walk without the Bible and his word. I... I'm so thankful for everyone's prayers. I'm thankful for people sharing their stories with me, talking about their walk. I learned so much from that. Just to realize that you're not the only one in it. We're all here in it together. We all need to rely on each other. Again, goes back to teamwork, fundamentals. The last thing that I want to speak of is witnessing. To me, witnessing is scoring a basket. I love witnessing. It's been a discouraging time for me because we used to go out on Saturdays, used to talk, visit with people, loved it. Loved the interaction, loved the conversation, Loved to see how God was going to move a person or move myself to grow. I have a quote from Brother Farrell, who was an evangelist down in uh, the prayer, prayer advance in Virginia. His quote was, all we need to keep us happy is something to be enthusiastic about. 
It's funny how I look back and I myself see how my life has changed. First, it was watching sports, playing sports. Then I was working out. Now it's his word. If I have a choice between, if I wake up late, getting ready for work, if I have a choice between working out and reading his word, I read his word. A few years ago, it would not have been that way, and I am thankful that he is moving me in that way. I'm going to have you turn to Acts 26, 20, and through 22. I'll give you a chance to get there. Another thing is people don't like witnessing or get nervous or get out of their comfort zone because I don't know how to do it. I'd rather do it imperfectly than not at all. We as Christians cannot use the word I can't. It's not in our vocabulary. If we use the word I can't, we got to go look at the other two. We got to go look at our faith. We got to go look at prayer. Now, Acts 26 20, Paul challenges us to witness. There's so many cases in the Bible where there's witnessing. Look at Peter's mother-in-law when she was healed from her fever from the Lord. What's the first thing she did? She got up and ministered unto them. Twelve disciples. They were fishers of men. And the Lord, led by example, he went and witnessed to a woman from Samaria. He didn't care. He, wasn't, he didn't have fear of man. He was there to further the kingdom of the Lord. Acts 26, 20. But, but showed first unto them at Damascus, and at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, and do works meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple, and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. There's three reasons in my experience of witnessing. People say excuses. I call it lack of application, lack of execution from what I read in the Word. First is foremost is fear of man. We all have it to a certain extent. And the verse I go to is Ephesians 6. Not to be men pleasers, but to be a servant of God from the heart. When I fail on this part, when I'm a man pleaser and I don't do something from the heart, the fundamentals aren't there. The faith and the prayer. There's a cure for that, though. There's your word. And also, the fear of God. I'll give you a quote from Harold Vaughn. A man who is intimate with God is not intimidated by man. Second reason is judgment. I was guilty of this yesterday. 
actually. Went to Price Chopper. I think that's all I do anymore. Um, <laughs> went to Price Chopper anyways, and uh, I'm in the self-checkout. Every day, no matter where you are, the Lord puts someone in your path. There's a reason. Now, yesterday, guy was in the self-checkout with me. He asked me if I had an advantage card. I said, sure. There was the first encounter. I sat back and I judged him by his body language because it's so hard. That's what's so hard with witnessing now. People are afraid of the virus. And I'm not saying, you know, that's, again, to me, when you have faith and prayer, the Lord will protect. Some have pre-existing conditions, which I understand, and it makes it hard. But any way you look at it, we have to turn our faith to the Lord. So he was standoffish, but then I joked with him, and then he kind of had a little giggle to him. Then I looked at what he was buying, and I judged right away. I don't know about you, but I'm a sinner. We all are. I judged him by what he had in his cart. Now, as we were leaving, I didn't bring a bag in. I always forget those. Didn't bring a bag in, so I had my hands full, so I stopped at the next, with the empty register, rearranged them in my hands so I could carry them. At that time, the same gentleman walked by me in his raspberry Danish, tipped over, fell on the ground. There's number two. I picked it up, had a little conversation, had a track in my pocket, failed to do it. Beat myself up over it. I might be the only person that talks to him about the Lord. So I go back to Galatians 3.22. But the scripture hath concluded, all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. We're all under sin. I didn't take advantage of a situation. Prayed for forgiveness. So thankful he gives that to us liberally. Romans 3.28 Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. That one there resonated with me. The deeds of the law. He could have been someone that needed a friend to talk to. 
He might have been looking for an answer to something that the Lord could have guided me and I provided. One thing you don't want to do is witnessing is leave someone bleeding. There's a story that someone that I care about came to uh, Matt Galvin's uh, Evangelist uh, Missions Week. So thankful for a pastor that prayed and fasted on, on that day. I got a text. Someone that my daughter texted said, what time is church? It's like, all right. So that was the only night I missed. I had to work. I couldn't get that night off. So thankful for Pastor in Virginia. They sat there for 45 minutes talking to her. She was weeping. They had two little kids. They could have gone home, but they didn't. That shows me how much he cares for each and every one of you. And I know he doesn't like this kind of talk. <laughs> Just praise God for bringing him here. Because I don't know if a different pastor that would never even been set up. Might not have. But the Lord's brought him here for a reason. I'm thankful for that. Three, John 3, verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. One thing that scares me is about Anybody but someone I care about. Hell exists. It, it's not fake. It's not. We all don't go to heaven. God wants us to go to heaven. But it's a choice. I think of the story of Lazarus. With the rich man asking Father Abraham. Have Lazarus just put water on the tip of his finger, put it on my tongue. I'm tormented in this flame. Think about it. Think about a loved one. Think about that time when a witness, when someone comes in your path. Think of when you're having that carnal conversation for, for whatever time. Things aren't going to happen right away. You've got to plant seeds. I've been witnessing to someone that I care about for close to three years now. Is she there yet? No. Do I pray? Constantly. Will the, will the Lord bring her to him? Yes, he will. Another thing that I always think about is Matthew eight twelve, the description, the weeping, the gnashing of teeth. Think of a loved one. Remember that next time you have a conversation with them. 
Pray to the Lord for wisdom to guide you. I remember in the beginning when I was first saved, I jumped right into it with my daughter. Boom. Push back. But I was trying to do it with my flesh. I wasn't relying on the Lord. I was thinking that I could do it. You know what? We can't do anything in the flesh. We are... We're all sinners, and we all fail in the flesh. And the third reason, and one of the biggest reasons is that I fail at witnessing. The other two aren't right. I didn't dribble the ball, and I didn't pass. Charles Spurgeon quote I use, we're not responsible for the salvation of the soul. We're responsible for giving them the gospel. And that's where prayer takes over. And the Lord cannot use us publicly if he can't use us privately. The weeks I go where I'm every other day with my Bible reading, I skip two days. I miss a prayer here, miss a prayer there. How is he going to use me to witness to someone? He isn't. I have to take care of the fundamentals that I know that I have to do to be and further God's kingdom, which we've all been called to do. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your time. And uh, I just pray for each and every one of you and that we do rely on our fundamentals of faith, prayer, and witnessing. Amen. That's a blessing. Thank God for you, Brother John, your encouragement and a blessing to us. And that message was a challenge to me. I pray it was a challenge to you. Um, you know, the Bible says he that goeth forth with tears, weeping, they goeth forth.